Welcome to the Future Is podcast. This episode is another from our recent tech forum, Honeywell Beyond. In these discussions, industry leaders go beyond the surface and discuss the future of industries that are shaping the world. The first conversation explores the next normal and what it looks like as workers return to their offices and workplaces. This is an in-depth conversation between Valentin Niego, Head of Property and Facility Management for Global Worth Romania, and Cynthia Cantor, Chief Product Officer, Corporate Solutions for JLL. And it's moderated by our very own Honeywell Building Technologies President and CEO, Vimal Kapoor. So let's listen. Welcome everyone to Honeywell Beyond event. My name is Vimal Kapoor and I'm President and CEO of uh, Honeywell Buildings Technology. Last one year has been quite transformational, both for our personal lives and in our business life. And a lot has changed in the real estate. There's a change in the way of the office configuration. There's a lot more uh, discussion around healthy work environment, use of technology and sustainability. To talk about all that and many more, I have two important guests with me, Cynthia Kenter from JLL and Valentin Negu from Global Worth. Welcome both of you. And Cynthia, if you can first introduce yourself. Thanks, Vimal. Yes. Hello, everyone. It's nice to be with you today. I am Cynthia Cantor, and I lead product management for JLO. Hi, everybody. My name is Valentin Nagu. I'm the head of property and facility management for Global North Romania. Thanks, both. So just to kick it off, uh, you know, I'm going to start with the question, which is, uh, you know, more around return to work. We all know that things are looking positive in some parts of the world where we think we see a little bit light at the end of the tunnel. So how, how are you seeing buildings getting prepared for reopening? Uh, maybe Cynthia will start with you and then Valentin will turn the question back to you. So we've been at this quite a while at this point. It's very interesting when I reflect on all the way back to last year in the very beginning of the pandemic and the global lockdown that we all were part of, and then a, a gradual reopening in the summer of last year. It was, it was a phase that took on what I would call opening. Now we're at re-entry, which I would characterize differently. But the initial was opening, help me open my building again. And we worked very closely with our clients all around the world, leveraging a lot of best practices from our clients and our part of the company in Asia, because they were ahead of us at that point in time. And so borrowing some of those best practices, spreading them around the world and creating handbooks for our clients to help them simply open facilities, recommission equipment, elevator protocols, de-densifying workspaces, because that was a big one all over the world, because over the last 10 years, offices have become more and more dense. We had to de-densify, social distance, all the various protocols, arranging for testing. So all of those basic elements that simply allowed a building to open. However, most buildings remained and still do remain at quite low occupancy, um, aside from those industries that are critical um, and never closed. So there's, there's lots of industries out there that are, that are growing and those employees never left. Um, those critical environments, those manufacturing environments, the production environments, healthcare environments. So that's been a whole nother way to keep them safe while they are um, working. They never left. And so now as we're, we're in a sort of a more, a higher volume human reentry phase, 
So now more and more employees, office workers are coming back. Now it's taking on a new dimension, which starts with an overall assessment of, so, so the building is open. What now do we need to do to make it comfortable and um, safe for people to come back in large quantities? And so we've been working on um, services that we, again, are working with our clients to do and working with you, Vimal, as well. We're partnering on this with a healthy reentry product, which starts with an assessment for our clients. And then based on that assessment, it helps them understand what additional things they need to do related to air quality, health and wellness monitoring, et cetera, so that as more and more people come back into the facility and the building, that they're safe they're well, they're welcomed, and they feel comfortable being there. You know, I was thinking at uh, what uh, what was mentioned earlier, and uh, it is true that during the last 12 months, we have uh, took all the necessary measures in order to prevent the, the spreading of uh, COVID-19. Uh, it was our uh, first priority last year, starting with February, March, to implement a, a health and safety plan in order to um, transmit a strong and clear message to our uh, partners and tenants that our buildings are safe. We continue the, uh, the implementation of such a plan uh, during, the last, uh, during the last 12 months based on new studies, best practices, etc. It is true that now we are in a point where uh, the, the critical uh, message that we want to convey to our uh, partners, uh, to our uh, uh, to our tenants, our users, is that they can safely return to the office. And this goes, I think, beyond just presenting a, a plan of health and safety measures. We have to understand the new normal. We have to understand the psychological effect that has uh, reshaped the mentality of the users during the last year. So what we are trying to do is to further enhance our communication with our, uh, with our partners to bring them uh, together at the table and uh, ask them what they need, what they want, what would uh, provide them uh, with the necessary comfort and peace of mind for a safe and uh, streamlined return to, to the office. And here, I think the most important you know, message we have to, to address is that uh, it's okay that things changed. We don't want to, you know, to find the same status quo like uh, 18 months ago. We, we fully understand that nobody wants this. We are all social beings. Discussing with the tenants, we, we truly understand that they want to come back. It's a difficult decision for a uh, CEO, for a country manager to take a, uh, an, an objective decision. To say, for example, uh, you know, we have a decrease in productivity. Uh, it's time to bring all the teams together, it's time to sit at the table and, uh, you know, to start working uh, at a higher regime. It's not anymore a uh, managerial decision. You have to look at a lot at, at the psychological and social factors. I was going to build on just one point um, that was mentioned, which, which was related to the psychological impact of this pandemic on people around the world. And the reality that is, as we've um, conducted our research over the last 12 months, what was very pronounced is that the level of stress that people are feeling globally is higher than during the Great Recession. And that is very mm. profound. 
And there's an enormous expectation also that comes through our research that employees and, and people want and expect their health and wellness to be considered in the workplace. That's a, that's a very new and evolving area that's so important. The next question, follow-up question I was uh, trying to ask was, well, like health, wellness has become a critical element, but there's generally a more conversation around the workplace will change, it'll become more of a hybrid office. What trends you see from your clients? Are you seeing some changes need to build apart from the health em emphasis, which we talked about? What other changes you see coming from your customer base? Sure, our clients are extremely diverse. There's absolutely a trend to a hybrid approach. So our research tells us that um, 70% of the people want to come back to the office in some capacity. And the majority of them want to work part from the office and part from home. So the hybrid approach is the most popular within our research. And what that means then is the role of the office is changing. And therefore the spaces in the office need to change. And so first and foremost, we're working with our clients to devise their hybrid strategy because it is more complex and then manage that strategy, that hybrid program for them. And then when you think about the office itself and the purpose of the office, it's becoming a place of collaboration, in-person engagement, training, client interaction, and the development of people. That's, that's one thing also that's really important that we all remember is employees who are new to a company or earlier earlier in their career, they don't have the networks that um, more, more experienced people have. And so this has been a really challenging time for them because it's hard to expand your professional network when you're working from your home and, and interacting primarily in a virtual sense. So the office is evolving to be a place of career development, networking, apprenticeship, um, socialization. And also what's also quite interesting too is the home environment is changing. Home for many people is no longer a place of, of respite and quiet and heads down work time. It's become a place of stress. And so going back into the office is a way to escape and have those heads down spaces too. So that is also something that we're keenly aware of um, in working with our clients. So just ensuring that we have that robust set of services that allows us to meet the, the client needs that are, that are unique and different. Valentine, you'd like to add to that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I totally agree with uh, what uh, has been said. We uh, Now we are taking uh, on board additional uh, um, roles on um, providing the, the tenants the peace of mind they, they needed because it, the, the level of stress uh, we all felt it uh, at the highest level. So discussing with our uh, with our tenants partners, uh, basically we have uh, requests like uh, more green space, uh, spending more time outdoors, but being surrounded by colleagues. So basically they want to be uh, surrounded by uh, by their teams, but also look at a at a green greener you know safe safer. Uh, environment. We have to look at technology in order to provide what now becomes, uh, you know, the new normal, the basics. You have to ensure that you have uh, fresh, clean air uh, 24 hours uh, per day. You have to ensure that, you know, the access to a building, which is something quite simple, 
has to be touchless and uh, streamlined. Nobody wants to uh, use a, um, a physical card anymore, going through the turnstile, uh, pressing a button to take the elevator, and uh, you know, uh, touching the, the handle of a door to enter the space. We have uh, installed automa automatic doors uh, by maintaining the the security uh, standards at the same level, if not higher. But this is only the uh, underground, you know, the, the basics for the new return to the office. You have to do much more. So that's why we are investing a lot in a customer care program. We have to look at the new needs which were introduced by the, by the pandemic. So the psychological effect or the psychological well-being is as important as the uh, safe a, and uh, you know secure environment. So a uh, user returning to the office, uh, he will be pleased and happy that uh, the building, the office where he is uh, spending eight or ten hours a day, it's safe. But he expects now much more than just a uh, you know pure objective uh, office environment. He wants to to find that. Uh, you know, connection with the nature. And I'm saying that because the major part of our uh, of our users discussing with them, doing surveys, want want to be, you know, uh, closer to the uh, to the nature. So we now understand that we are looking at a totally different beast as a uh, office building. It has to change. And if we don't change now, if we don't anticipate the trends, if we don't introduce new technology that will not only solve our problems at this point, but technology which is future-proof and can handle any other, uh, you know, new pandemics or any other challenges that will come uh, towards us, th this is the the, uh, the most important point for us now. Yeah, thanks, Valentin. I think one thing we have observed as Honeywell, because we get an opportunity to work with multiple customers, is the health and safety has become very critical as both of you mentioned and frictionless, nobody wants to touch anything. Uh, other thing we have experienced is uh, the whole aspect of occupant experience. Uh, how do you interact with the buildings? Because buildings don't talk, but then you live in them. And just want curious to hear your point of view that from an occupant experience perspective, Valentin, you talked about frictionless success. I don't want to touch anything. I want to experience green places. Any other aspects of technology you have seen the user expect from an occupant experience perspective? Just so you want to build upon that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. Um, first, we've also seen the need to connect with nature come through very much in our research. That is hugely important. People wanting to connect with nature and connect with each other in the office. In terms of the occupant experience, the, the other element, again, related to the hybrid workplace and the and, um, the work from home, work from the office, work from the third place, which, which will be normal in the future. That is the working normal in the future. What that implies then is the occupant experience and the occupant it, it, dynamic is more fluid in nature. And so where technology is a huge enabler there is, is we're leveraging AI to create um, a service we call dynamic occupancy planning which allows um, the adjustment of the space and the allocation of zones within the space for occupants based on the demand and signal coming in. So the, the supply can adjust to the demand, which does two things of benefit. 
first for the employee and the occupant themselves is when you come into the office, you're going to have a rich experience, whether 100 people are there with you or 300 people are there with you. So there's no fixed seating. It's a dynamic nature of things. The second benefit is back to the building operations um, itself, where, where that can be more fluid in nature, where a building owner or manager of the space, you can shut down various floors. If you don't need three floors based on the demand signal in a day, you can shut one down. Um, You can save energy costs, you can save cleaning costs, you can save, there's all kinds of operational and environmental benefits to um, this dynamic element of things as well. So there's lots of opportunity with with occupancy and utilizing technology and just being much more smart um, about how we manage space and how we create rich experiences for, for employees and people who occupy those spaces. Valentine, you want to please add to it? Sure. I would like to bring, uh, you know, uh, forth some some examples. For sure, we need smart buildings. I mean, this is uh, this is something that cannot be avoided. We need to, to invest in technology. Uh, you probably know that uh, we have signed for uh, several buildings with Forge, and we really think this is the first important major step in a uh, smart building development in order to have a full control on the equipment and behavior of, uh, of our buildings. Um, of course, we all need uh, to, to think really uh, you know, uh, seriously on the uh, flexible space. Everybody's discussing about flexible space. We don't know exactly the final uh, shape of it. Uh, people will like to work remotely for one day per week, for two days per week. Uh, it, it also depends a lot on the nature of the activity of the tenant. Uh, some of them will fit into such a model, uh, others uh, will not fit into such a model. So we have to be ready to provide flexible space for uh, all our tenants. And that's why I was mentioning, in, uh, mentioning earlier that being in constant communication with the tenant will allow us to understand their needs and the trends. Now we have a three-layer communications with uh, you know users, every associ- associate or employee, then we discuss to you know middle management, their property management, and then of course we are discussing with the CEOs and the top management because we have to be careful at all levels because the needs are different. Uh, whereas you can have a top management being in the office for I don't know a couple of days per week or uh, one week per month, you have specific requests, but then you have to look exactly at the the users' requirements. So uh, it's a variety of uh, of demands. But I can sum them up to one word, one word which is obvious, but it's the well-being. So we are also looking at, at a lot of, uh, you know, uh, certifications for our buildings, and uh, of course from an energy point of view. But our main focus now is shifted towards well, well-being certifications, because there you have a much more uh, human implication. We are not talking about only energy consumption, about uh, materials used, about you know elevator times, etc. You are looking at the you know the well-being of a user during his time spent at the office. And here we are investing a lot. We are discussing with a lot of uh, of our partners, and I think that we we are quite advanced on uh, on such a such a program and we are ready for uh, the reopening of the offices as i said in uh, in early september this year 
No, that's very profound comment. I know we we're gonna we run out of time here. This fascinating discussion can go for a long time. Maybe to wrap up, maybe I'll ask uh, each one of you to kind of how do you see next eighteen months if you have to describe in two or three key bullets? Uh, Valentin talked about well-being, but maybe Cynthia, starting with you, if you have to really summarize and say a couple of bullets. Uh, the, the workspace, office space. What what would you what what will the, you will call those bullets as? So the workspace and the office space certainly health and wellness and sustainability is huge. That is so mm-hmm. critical. Um, you know, as we we've talked about before, forty percent of the energy demand globally comes from the built environment. As collective uh, leaders and companies that are have a leadership position globally in the, in in the commercial built environment, it's our obligation to work together to reduce and decarbonize the built environment. And that that is um, really super important, um, along with it creating an experience for people to want to come back to the office. It's not just about safety and health and wellness, but it's creating a draw for people to come back into the built environment. Because as Valentine mentioned earlier, human beings need each other. We are social creatures and creating a, a place where people can engage again and thrive again. It's going to help um, energize people and it's, it's going to spur the economy. Yeah. Thanks both. Uh, I mean, I, I would summarize from what both you are saying. I think we are all evolving to making our buildings more human centric using technology as a, as a, as a backbone for it. So it was a pleasure to have both of you here. I really appreciate your time and look forward to uh, see you soon in person. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Future Is. If you're a fan of our conversations exploring the future of industries and technologies, then leave us a five-star review where you get your podcasts. And if you're interested in hearing more about technologies and trends impacting multiple industries, join our Honeywell Beyond Tech Forum at Honeywell.com. Thank you.